Hi everyone, I'm your host Robin and welcome to RDTH Klein Talks. Today I'll be interviewing Tony Smeezy. Tony is an A&R that has with great duty released seven mixtapes in the course of a one-year span, such as Smeezy and Friends Volume 2, Free Smeezy, Co-op Versus the World, We Love You Yamborghini, Big 3, and Fuck Tony Smeezy. Throughout the course of his publications, Tony had been able to collaborate with mainstream artists such as Little Tecca. All right. Hey. Hi. All right. So with everything going on in 2020, you know, the COVID, it stopped a lot. Uh, it did like a new norm, right? Mm-hmm. The six foot distancing, the whole nine yards, but you were still able to prevail and come out with seven mixtapes in one year. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to ask, uh, how did you feel 2020 impacted your work ethic and your craftsmanship? Uh, I'll say that shit made me more hungrier. Like, everybody was afraid to come outside. I wasn't afraid to come outside. Like, ain't nothing could start no ground. Like, I was still doing studio sessions, having, I can't, I, I honestly don't want to say, but I was having like a group, I was having like a group of like 60 people in a studio. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Like, and, and it's, it's huge because, you know, you put your foot in it and you said this is what I want to do this is my work this is you know what I'm just going to lay out on the table despite all odds you know and it didn't stop you and I would love to ask uh throughout your seven projects which are you most proud of or what do you have that personal connection to the most uh, I'm gonna say the the Smeezy and Friends Volume Two, because like that really like got me into like different positions that I never thought I could be in. It was just a different creative process. Like, I feel like every song in it has a different vibe to it. Like, I don't really think mm-hmm. that whole mixtape has no skips on it. I agree. Like that was very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you know, like you have this personal connection to it do you feel like that definitely like showed a bit of who you are yes definitely definitely and from start to finish or I wouldn't say finish because you're growing and you're still going so from start to where you are now what was your creative journey like well I could say at first I wasn't taking it serious like I did a I dropped one mixtape in 2019 no two actually one of them was the, it was just more like a meme-related situation, like, about mm-hmm. the, the songs I was viral for. And then I did, I was starting to chill with a couple people that was doing music and taking it seriously. So I said, let me do something different. Like, everybody want to be a rapper. Let me see if I could, like, push rappers or this other shit. So I was in the studio. I wasn't really taking it seriously. I was in the studio copying, like, a getting drunk, just throwing up, laying on the floor and shit. Niggas had to drag me home and shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I could say towards, like, December 2019, next year, the beginning of 2020, I started taking it seriously. That's why I always say the Smeezy and Friends Volume 2 one is, like, that really could define what I could do. So this was definitely, like, a surprise to yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, in a way. Like, you've seen your capabilities, and then you've seen how you related to it, and then you just thought, you know, this was something that I can go along with. Mm-hmm. So, 
who do you find to be your support systems? But on, wait, before that, I have to say, like, it just seemed like you were living the rapper lifestyle before you got, you know, to this point. And you're <laughs> in the music career, like, you know, you're into your music, but it just seemed like the lifestyle that you were living was like, basically it. Nah, tape shit, tape shit. I, I honestly, <laughs> I, I did a lot of like, bozo shit. I would say it was like a rapper lifestyle, but it was a lot of bozo shit. Yeah, but you know, like those experiences uh, will definitely like help shape like the way or the genre or you know like the vibe of music that you give off because you have like this upbeat personality and because you have like experiences with like you know the lifestyle just being upbeat that's definitely like portrayed through your through your music to some degree. Mm. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah. So, what is the message you insist to share through your craft? Uh, I tell people just to be different because, like, as I said, bro, everybody in a mother want to be a rapper right now, but there's so much things you could do in the music industry. Like, you don't have to be a rapper. Like, you could be an know, you could be a producer, XYZ. It's not just, you don't just have to be a rapper. And a lot of people just like to be rappers part-time because it's cool. And they don't mm-hmm. really want to do music, like, and they just want a bag, like, that's not what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically, like, you know, they're cheating themselves. So, what would you say to the people, you know, like, just doing it for the experience and not necessarily taking it serious? You're wasting your time and your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, where do you think or where do you feel success comes from? Uh, within yourself, basically. Like, if you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do, but if you want to add a little spice to it, you know what I mean? Like, work harder and shit, then it should just come within yourself. Mm-hmm. And how have you expressed, or matter of fact, how do you try to reflect success through your work? Um... It's more like a vibe type shit. So it's like you, you, I honestly, you have to experience certain things to vibe to certain shit. Like, if you're mm-hmm. gonna talk about bitches, drugs, and all this other shit, then you should be living that lifestyle. If you're not living that lifestyle, then you ain't nobody gonna relate to you because everybody knows you don't live that lifestyle. Uh huh. That's true. It's basically like, you know, it's, it's being a fraud nah, in a nutshell. Like, you know, it because the thing is, I feel like with crafting, you know, art in any form, originality has to come from that. Word. And, and, and emotions emotions and experiences basically too. Yes, exactly. You know, those all are a part of storytelling. And if someone isn't telling their story, you know, to how they engaged with it, then it's going to be a discord. Like, there's no easier way to uh, connect with that and you know people won't connect with their audience because you know basically they're living a lie you know so it's it's like yeah so it's like they wouldn't be helping themselves if they're you know portraying like their art in that way some niggas fake it till they make it yeah but you know like i feel like if that's the case okay that could work right to some extent but then it's like people look back and then they see that it doesn't add up, you know, because people do be researching, especially now in 2020, people be all in each other businesses, like, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just best to, 
I feel like especially when starting out just like being honest with yourself to the core mm-hmm. you know and then people respect people like that better nah words I always tell people that mm-hmm. yeah do you find yourself as an influencer uh not really I mean I do but then I do at the same time because I do a lot of dumb shit I'm not gonna lie well why don't you find yourself as an influencer well okay why do you and why don't you? I do because, like, I, I know what I'm, like, capable of and what I could do for people and what I do. Mm-hmm. And certain people see it as, like, a, a influencer or maybe I'm just a goat in some people saying. I don't really see it sometimes, but, you know. And why I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I ain't doing, I ain't really doing what the average person isn't doing. Like, I could say, I say it's different, but then it's, like, somebody could be doing the same shit I'm doing. But who knows? You feel me? Right. But the thing is, though, like, I feel that you own, like, a different type of, like, sass to it. Like, you add something different because, you know, someone can be doing exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But the way that you carry it is completely different. And so I feel like, I feel like you should hold yourself to that standard. Like, you know, at least, uh, because of what you do for others. Yeah. You know, like you're selfless in that sense. And so the fact that you're able to take that and help others and like, you know, probably maybe even mold someone, mm. you know, like you should give yourself that credit. I do sometimes. It's like sometimes, well, I don't like doing that because some people, there's a lot of people that do music that they like arrogant. Like I don't really like. I'm not the yeah. arrogant type of nigga. Like, if I know, if I do such and such for an artist and I put them in a position to better themselves, it's bettering me at the same time. So we both helping each exactly. other to benefit. There's some niggas out here that just be straight arrogant. Like, they fucking put out a good, they, they have good music, but they don't have a good fan base. Niggas is not listening. They get like fucking 150 <laughs> plays on SoundCloud and they start talking shit about themselves. Or they want to fucking mm-hmm. charge niggas $200 for features and shit. That's not. Nigga, you could barely get a thousand plays. (laughs) But that's the realism of it. Like, people are always in their heads. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, is I feel like everything is calculated. You know, like, if you're presenting something, if if you know you're good, then hey, okay. You know, like, you're great. Like, keep that value. But, you know, it's also other things that kind of, like, tie along to it. Like, you have to make sure that, you know people are supporting you like they say that they are yeah and you know like they're keeping that up but it's like if 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 you feel like you're high and mighty but you don't have any like records to show or prove that then it's like by what means you know no i don't want to i really i really don't look at it as like songs to come through i really look at it as like the work ethic like a lot of people like like i said the part-time rappers a lot of niggas like to just be in other people's sessions instead of putting work into their own crap. Like, nigga, you could book your own session and do your own music and mm-hmm. vibe in another nigga's session. But at least you're working on yourself and not just working on yourself when another nigga's helping you. Mm-hmm. That is true. Like, it's, it's all about, like, self-sufficiency, you know? Like, you was mentioning, like, people can't leech off, like, others in this game. Like, I, I feel like when it comes to expressing your craft, you have to make time for that because it's yours. You know, you have to own that shit. Yeah. And so, like, basically what you're saying is, like, you know, making sure that people don't just have, like, one source, but they become the source, basically, for their own, like, 
expression. Nah, word. Niggas just like to piggyback off niggas. Yeah. And so it's it's also like, um, how important? And you mentioned this earlier, uh, lightly. Like, uh, how important is it for you to or anyone to incorporate emotions into their projects? Uh, it goes back to the fucking experiencing and shit. Like, you have to have you have to go through something to speak on it. Like, you can't just. It's like you. It's like I, how can I say? Like a teacher. You know how teachers. They fucking give you a textbook and tell you to read a certain chapter, but they wasn't living in that era. They just give you a textbook and tell you to teach, and they teach you that chapter. How are you gonna teach you something that you didn't experience? You feel me? Exactly. That's just it. Niggas want to sit here and talk about something they have no experience in or never went through. Emotion plays a big part because everybody, somebody else has to relate to you, involved to it. Mhm. That's about it, man. And I think that that's a great point too. Um, I would also like to add to that. How is it, how important is it to own a creative identity? Uh, it's very important because a lot of niggas be stealing identities. Like, everything just goes back to niggas capping. Like, there's a lot of niggas out here that just don't, that just cap. Like, there's a lot of niggas in high school that used to play ball, and all of a sudden, they just shooting everybody out here. Like, niggas be lying. You gotta yep, stay true and- to yourself. Like, if you know you can do it, like you said earlier, people respect you when you're honest with yourself and within your. Mm-hmm. If you gotta give out, you gotta give the same shit that you give out. You feel me? A lot of niggas can't take the same shit they give out, though. That is true. And it's, it's, it's one thing to find yourself like being in spaces with others and like visualizing or seeing things that you like and saying okay you know maybe I'll absorb this part but also like it's 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 like okay what's the word denial like a a lot of people are in denial with themselves when Mm -hmm. it comes to like creative expression and wondering why they have so many uh creative blocks or like road like blockages because they're not speaking with their own identity so I would ask when it comes to creative road uh, roadblocks how do you find yourself getting out of that or when have you ever had one that kind of made you see things differently uh I've had one after I did the the uh, right now I'm not, I'm not gonna lie right now I have one after I dropped the fuck Tony Smeezy shit in August, like, I feel like, because since I dropped so much music, I feel mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, like, I'm old, like, I'm putting out too much content, like, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've done everything that I'm supposed to do, but it's like, I'm not on yet, so I can't really feel like that, I gotta keep going, keep going, put out as much music I can, but once you feel like that, I feel like you should, like, try to, like, experience new sounds, new, new everything, everything just comes to experience, like, you have to experience new things, like, I felt like I was just stuck to the old ways and not really experiencing new shit so like now it's like the new project I'm trying to work on I'm trying to like get new sounds get a lot of more like new people around me mm-hmm. and it's that's, like, that's actually like really great and like it, that's a good method to have though and the, the fact that you have a plan for your creative blocks are like one of the things that you know will help you progress and grow mm-hmm. huh. you know 
honestly like giving yourself time like the thing is when you made all those seven uh, mixtapes you know you had a, a lot of experiences and stories that you were willing to tell and so you know you allow that creative outlet to you know just fuel you know and story tell and so like at this point now you know you're you're settling down and you're recharging and you're allowing you know all those like juices to flow you're soaking up memories and you're soaking up like all these things around you mm-hmm. and you know like the best thing to do is really just like engage with new people because new people always allow new experiences so you know I I feel like you're on the right track and I feel like you know even with this time even though you know like it may feel like a block I feel like this is more of something to like enable you to like move forward with new projects hopefully coming 2021 no where I got like three on the way oh that's great do you want to speak on those uh Honestly, I, I could, but I got um Coral versus the World Two coming out. I don't know when. I might I might put that on the summertime. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, oh, I do got a Christmas table dropping this Christmas too before 2021, but I don't know. Hey, okay. I don't got a release date for that though. Uh, and I do got one. I got one particular project in 2021 that I'm really really like focused on. Like it's it's mm-hmm. self titled though, but I don't I don't really I want to give too much. You feel me? Oh, no problem. Listen. All right. Just like a little dab or something, you know, just a little sprinkle. Okay. But uh, I wanted to know, like, living in New York, how do you feel people support artists in their communities? Uh, A lot of people don't support each other. I'm not going to lie. It's like, in New York, it's all about popularity. Yeah. Like, sometimes I think to myself, if I wasn't who I was, would I really get the support system and support I got sometimes? Yeah, uh, I I can agree with that. Like, like you said, with popularity, it's one of those things where you know, like people in New York wouldn't see it unless like others are talking about it or whatever the case is. But is it's really sad that it has to come down to that, like mm-hmm. uh, rather than you know, like uh, upbuilding. And so uh, because New York is, like, so competitive because, you know, they only seek, like, self-fulfillment, I feel, it it kind of breaks down, like, a community of artists. And that's why a lot of, like, good musicians and photographers and, like, crafters, you know, they go unforeseen. Yeah, there's a lot of talent out here. Niggas just, they bypass it because it's not what's being talked about. And everybody, and I can really say, there's a lot of people out here that's selfish. Like, they don't want to see nobody else win. Mm-hmm. But they always want to be around winners, but don't want to see everybody else win. Mm-hmm. Like, they could be around, like, they could be around an average nigga, and the nigga's not doing nothing for himself, and, like, what, a couple months later, he's on top, and then they want to start dick riding. Yep. That's and it's like, it's like, how does that go? You know, because no one wants to build. No one wants to, you know, help shape or mold or whatever the case to to anyone, because it's, really just like this entitlement that people feel like you know if they're not on top then I can't be with them but then at the same time it's like you know how can you want someone at the top when you know like at one point like people aren't even self-sufficient themselves for themselves but just bandwagon they look at it as an opportunity to, like, you know, just be helped. And so I, yeah, no, I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair at all. 
And it's like, how you want to be on the top of somebody? You you didn't go through the same experiences that person did mm-hmm. to go through the top. Yeah. Niggas just want to be handed shit. Niggas don't want to put in the work, have the patience. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of patience, so what are some pointers for beginners that you have like uh, coming in and they're frustrated, you know, like just not receiving, I guess, like the feedback that they want or, you know, just not seeing anything being produced to like their standards? Uh, I say put out as much content as you can because somebody eventually going to see it. Somebody eventually going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Somebody eventually going to hit your phone talk about, oh, this shit is nice. And it could just be one person constantly telling you your shit is hard and all this other shit. That one person could get you a long way. You never know. That's definitely true. That's true. You know, it it's, it's, goes back to, you know, like networking. Like, uh, like you said, sometimes networking just like happens when the right person or just someone in general just like looks and just sees the potential like within you so also in regards to like potential how do you see potential uh it it goes back to worth ethic like i like when i see a person like an artist working Mm -hmm. by themselves or like around me and we just work and work and work and like i had I remember I used to be in a studio. I haven't did this in a while. Like, I'll be in the studio, but I haven't did this in a while. Like, I used to be in the studio with these two artists from, like, fucking 7 p.m. to, like, the next day, 12 oh, wow. a.m. Or sometimes we'll spend the night and be in the studio for two days. Wow. That's, wow. That's dedication. That is dedication. And I feel, you know, I feel like that's really needed, especially, like, when starting anything your heart has to be in there first you know Mm -hmm. and so uh what is one thing within your craft that you wish to improve or master uh hmm. i'm not really sure i don't know to be honest i could say i could be more I'm not gonna say I could be more nice because there's a lot of niggas that come to me with their music and they should be trash and I just be wild. <laughs> like I could say I could violate in a nice mm-hmm. way, in a nicer way, to like let them know like oh this is this has to be done or you can fix that X Y Z. But I just straight up be violent. Wow. And then I tell then I tell them the nice. Okay. Shit. All right. Okay. You know, like yeah, like the thing, like Chris, constructive uh criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely something that I feel like artists like within any range should definitely like be open to like because the thing is it's like it's it's basically like support you know it's like I see you you know and it I see that you know you're bringing this to me but it's like you know there's things that you can work on before you you know deal with me and that's basically like one you're just putting value on yourself because you don't want to deal with anything that's mediocre you know and because like your name is basically your brand and so you don't want anyone coming to you with slack because that's not what you put out or that's not what you like give the vibe of you know so I mean it's not bad and yeah I don't think that okay so you said being nicer yeah I mean Mm -hmm. yeah you know I guess like the communication or whatever but honestly I just feel like that's you putting a price tag on yourself you know and just like saying okay like don't come to me with no bullshit <laughs> no nah, well some people 
they think because you're you're their mans and shit, like they, you're just gonna like accept what they bring to the table yeah. all the time. Like, I don't know. yeah, honesty is key though, because you know it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if I know that the music is not like tasteful enough, then you know just because I'm your friend, you should expect me to be honest with you. You know. Yeah. So that leads me to ask, what are key values that you have? And how have those values been shown through your work? Uh, I'll say what I I like friend friendship. I'm gonna say friendships because I have a lot of like the artists I fuck with. It's like more of, I already knew them already. Mm-hmm. Some of them I knew, some of them I already knew. So it's like I value a lot of friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, work ethic. Uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see what else. That's about it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and honestly, like, okay, why consistency for you? Consistency because nobody want to work with somebody that just want to half ass do something twenty four seven or just want to do something in the moment. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Yeah, and then you know, like, consistency is like, you know, we've all heard like consistency is key, and like, uh, consistency like does so much like it allows us to produce it allows us to like track growth all of that you know and i think that that's a great key value to have always let's see now what would you tell yourself from five years ago today oh i was a fucking bum <laughs> <laughs> like i was always Order my mother, I would surround myself around social media. That's all I was doing. And just being a dumbass with my dad. Well, you know, I'm I'm so glad that, you know, you've seen so much growth in you. I like what are some personal goals that you have coming into 2021? Oh, I'm trying to get my own crib. Like I'm trying to get out of mommy's house. Yes, period. <laughs> Come on, grown nigga status. That's it. Dude, like uh and also even though we speak on like uh maybe creative uh creative goals that you may have had uh specifically for 2021 do you have any creative goals that you know um you have in mind uh i'm i'm actually about to start a clothing brand with my cousin i'm trying to get into more like photography oh that's editing. great that's that's great tell us a little more about that so uh when did the uh feeling for photography kind of like arise and also uh fashion oh you get it fashion uh i've always been into fashion but i never really took no pictures and shit like that like i wasn't really fond about pictures like i take a picture here and there but my man's my cousin he's really like some really fashionista ass nigga but he don't take pictures just like me so it was like what if he just start doing photography like we just take a bunch of pictures but we're gonna do it in a certain mm-hmm. way though like i can't really say but we're gonna do it in a certain certain way but it's gonna be good and shit and then it's like it goes back to like the music shit too because i like what a thing with me like another value i have like i like having a good ass cover mm-hmm. art. like i don't like no shitty ass cover art. i hate i hate niggas that do music and they cover art <laughs> sucks. it looks like they did that shit on pixar i don't i don't like that shit <laughs> My shits have to be like cover art. That's what brings attention. Exactly. Like, the cover art is fire. Niggas gonna oh shit, that should look hard. I'm about to bump that shit. That should look funny. Everything, presentation mm-hmm. is everything. 
That's about it. Though. I definitely I agree with that because you know it's very eye catching. Like you look first, and you're always intrigued with your eyes before you actually go into like knowing what it is that you're going into. You know, mm-hmm. and so if it looks good then I'm going to assume that, you know, it is good. And that's what's going to attract me. And so also, I feel like uh, you might be very structured. Like, uh, do you find yourself to be a structured person in regards to, like, uh, the way that you carry out things? And has that helped you? Uh, sometimes, not all the mm-hmm. time. Well, like, um, why is that? Well, because, like, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I feel like I'm not really structured because sometimes, you know, everybody got their little weak link and shit like that. I think I got a lot of weak links sometimes. Like, sometimes if I put out, if I do certain uh, certain shit, then it's like, hmm, you start second-guessing yourself. Like, why the fuck did I do this? Mm -hmm. Why did I do that? Maybe I could have did it a different way and shit like that. I I agree. Like, um, so uh, do you feel like, is sometimes you're more spontaneous with the things that you do. Uh, and do you always, or not always plan, but do you plan a lot of uh, your projects? Like, do you have them, like, uh, situated in, like, how you organize them? Or, again, like, is it, like, spontaneous? Uh, what's it, a spontaneous question? Uh I don't really feel like I, what I put out is fun. I mean, I do, but then I don't. Like, when I put something out, well, before I put something out, I always listen to it, like, 50 fucking times, mm-hmm. like, bare times before I put something out. And then it's like, when I put it out, I already know what more I can do more of, like, what I can fix, what can be do better and shit like that. So I can't, I can say it's spontaneous and then it's not, because I always, like, critique myself. I'm, like, my biggest crit- critic. Yeah, I, I'm... Yo, me too. I am. And I feel like, you know, as creatives, it's more of like, you know, making sure that this is going to, you know, just be perfect. Sometimes like you might be or even myself might be like really, really like tough on perfection or just like making sure that there's like all these little details that's like kind of like intertwined within them like you know and just like putting so much pressure on ourselves in the project when in fact like you know the delivery is already done like it's made <laughs> nah, well, yeah. everybody you just gotta be a perfectionist about your shit i think everybody should be like that yeah though. i think it's a pro i think i think it's more of a pro than a con but like when it leads to like <laughs> the stress that you know kind of like is entails like when we're there and like we're just looking at ourselves in the mirror like listen we better fix this shit you know what i'm saying like it's it's just yeah. so much like um pressure for no reason things just anxiety yeah. yeah because you know like when you want to deliver you want to make sure that you really deliver you know not that ass. yeah and uh what has been one of the most inspiring, you know, whether it's a person, a place, or a thing, like, what has been the most inspiring thing for you uh, throughout 2020? Uh, hmm. 
I, I honestly I could say myself and the people I surround myself mm-hmm. with, like, cause during twenty twenty, you know, with the COVID shit, like a lot of people didn't have to come to my sessions. Mm-hmm. Like that meant a lot to me. Like that inspired me more to like just keep going with the fuck I was mm-hmm. doing. Like you saw, you you was there the co-op sessions and shit. Like, <laughs> them shits, bro. Them shits was packed. It was. And it was, this was when COVID was at, at its peak. Them shits was uh-huh. packed. Them shits was super packed. Uh-huh. That shit, I, I had to, I had to fucking tell people to stop coming. That's so packed. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I remember. Like you know, people come out because people love you. Seriously, like they do, and you know, a lot of people like they admire you for who you are you know like you're creative and you're very funny you know you always know how to draw in people you know and and so uh what part of your personality would you say do you admire the most and I know like in regards to speaking of self you know I'd say like the whole thing but you know um is that is there a side of Tony Sneezy that you know like people are not like so like visible to uh not really i just give it all my all the time every time somebody see me uh but nah this is really like i'm really like a fucking i don't know if i can say it's like depressed person but it's like more of like uh sometimes i'd be sad and shit most of the time sometimes like i always like uh, humor plays a big part of my personality like i'm a funny ass nigga mm-hmm. so, you know everybody goes through their own trials and tribulations that is true know? So, you know, I'll be, I'll be in my own world sometimes. I'll be upset majority of the time. But it's like, when when I'm around people that I fuck with and I love and shit, it's like, they come first. Like, my situations and my personal shit could, like, be handled another day type shit. Oh, Tony. Nah, that's <laughs> mad fucking sweet. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, and I, I, I know I could feel that within you. I feel, like, that depth within you that just says, listen, you know, I'm here. And I'm alive, but, you know, like, if someone that I love or care about is, like, you know, deeply troubled, then, you know, I can wait. Like, I see that within you. And also, like, has that ever played um, a part into your artistic, like, endeavors, that side of you? Oh, hell yeah. That's what the the fuck Tony Smeezy shit is. At that point, I was losing a lot of friendships. I cut a lot of people off, and then a lot of people were just doing, um fucked up shit to me so i was like fucking i'm just name this shit fuck tony smeezy everybody oh. everybody against me right now anyway no but you know wow like yeah like that's that's definitely the fact that you bought it back to that you know and like throughout that time like that experience for you was like told throughout that story you know um how did you feel like you've grown as a person and as an artist like after that uh mixtape I feel like I could do storytelling more. Like, if you listen to the first track, the way I put it together, like, the nigga was supposed to kill me, so he killed me in the, in the beginning of the song. I mean, at the end of the song, but that's how I really wanted it. It was, like, supposed to be a, a storyteller, like, did the nigga, because the, at the end, like, he shoots me in the ambulance coming. You don't know if I died, mm-hmm. so it's, like, that's going to draw more people into, like, what the fuck happened next? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's going on? So that's a, I think more, like, storytelling is my, my critique right now. That's my biggest pinpoint like i gotta work on that i feel like i did a good job though. you I I, that was great like you did and the fact that you know like you titled it that way because of an experience that you were going through and also like for the intro uh 
allowing people to lurk and understand or like see or feel like okay hey did he die yet I think that was very artistic I think that that was like a very heightened approach especially if you know like um this was something that you're just now like coming into like Mm -hmm. I think that that's great and I think that you know like you uh should actually like expand on storytelling you know it creatively I think that you know um I feel like when we storytell through our craft like it can be as passive as like we want it to be but like to the outside world because you know like there's someone listening to what we're doing or what we're saying right now you know they're gonna be they're gonna be questionable but for us it's gonna be solidified because this is what I know this is what I'm telling you you know and mm-hmm. so yeah like I think that that was great and I think that you should definitely like take it up now nah, I'm gonna do that that that's let's go back to the the um the self-titled shit on 2021 like that shit's gonna have like a it's basically gonna be like from like childhood shit into like now type shit that's actually that that's great that's great and you know people will get more of a view of who Tony Sneezy is and that's what and uh do you feel like how do you uh would you like to anticipate like how that would play out like what do you mean like right? how do you like what do you think the reactions will be like um it goes in the sense of like you really want to if you really want to know my life like if you really want to know my life you'll tune in and show but the reactions will be alright though I think the reaction is going to be shocking because I don't really speak on my childhood like that. True. It's going to have, like, a lot more, like, storytelling skits and shit like that. Like, more shit that I've never, like, indulged inside a project before. Like, it's going to be a lot of new shit. But I feel like the reaction is going to be shocking and niggas is just going to enjoy it. I agree. And so because you're um, coming into storytelling a bit more, um, how do you personally feel that that would, you know, like help, um, I guess like, uh, with your creative growth? Um, it'll be, people will see more of another side of me, like, cause I don't really like, I'm really not a big talker about my certain situations mm-hmm. or like, or just a talker in general, like, you always just see me having a good ass time. Like I never sit down, sit down, like have a conversation. Just like tell you, like I'm going through X, Y, Z, or I'm in a place where I can't do X, Y, Z. But people just gonna have like a more, they just gonna have a more feel of the next side of me type. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And for you personally, how do you feel like this would, like you know, how would you feel that this would? help you better express who you are and coming, you know, like just full force as you are like in this project. Like, do you feel like this would help you increase like vulnerability or, you know, like um, just like trusting your gut instinct to like, you know, just tell your story? Yeah, it'd be able easier for me to speak on certain shit more. Like people get to finally like hear that side of me for mm-hmm. once. And then once people hear it, and they know certain shit, then it's going to be easier to speak on mm-hmm. certain shit. I, I really do agree. And I, I'm really glad that you're stepping into this, like, um, you know, like, this phase uh, throughout your, like, um, creative, like, endeavors. And just, like, just going with the flow and just following what your gut is saying and just, like, allowing people to, you know, really just be introduced to who you are. I'm very Word. proud of you. 
Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, so let's see. Wow. Um, where do you want to one day find yourself? Uh, in regards to like your creative endeavors. And Cali in a big ass. Yeah. What? Like three pools and a fucking court inside of my Okay. <laughs> Period. Listen, I love that. Like it's giving life, you know. And um also uh you know if if one thing one thing or one collab that you're really hoping for, if there was one collab that you were really hoping for, um what would that be like or who would it be? <laughs> I need that famous Zex collab. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know that you were a fan for a while, right? Yeah, I'm still the fan. Fuck that. Period. That's my son for life. I mean, niggas be cutting his ass from him a crack ass <laughs> face. You know, it's a... He's still dumb nice, bro. Nah, that's fire. Oh, speaking of collabs, I know that you did a collab with Lil Tecca. How was that? Mm-hmm. That was an experience. I'm not gonna lie. Like, that came out of the blue. Like, because he was like, listen, like, he was in tune with me. Like, he was. He came to me. I didn't come to that. Okay. Nigga. He was listening to me. That's fire. And and uh, like, how did it all go about? Like, how did you feel? Like, uh, how was the experience? Like, what did you learn from it? Like, it just stayed I felt a like whole that night. shit was like. I felt like that shit was fake at first. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's unbelievable, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! Like, why the fuck this nigga want to work with me and shit? And then uh, what I learned from this shit. Mm, I could say finance because I went about the situation retarded. Because mm-hmm. when I bought, I well, he leased the beat and I bought the verse. So basically, he has like all rights to the song. So mm-hmm. basically, I could only put the song on SoundCloud. But if I was to put it, I can't put it on Apple or Spotify. Damn. I can't make no money off it basically because he leased it. Damn. Well, listen, at least you learned from it. And honestly, again, like this was a great experience for you. Like it opened your eyes and it just made you like see things in a whole new light. Like, damn, like, okay, he's listening to me. You know, like he found me and, you know, like he reached out. So that was like one of the things that, you know, like, especially as an um upcoming A&R like having someone like just see you you know like that's just an experience in itself and so like you learn things along the way but that's everybody you know like I'm I'm glad I'm happy for you and I'm like super proud of you because the thing is like again you work hard and you put your foot in whatever you do okay and you know it is what it is. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> you know? Nah, gangsta. That is it. So, yeah, like, that would, like, did you celebrate? How was the celebration? Like, did you, like. Nah, I didn't celebrate. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I played this shit, like, 70 times in the studio. Cause I was, well, at that time, I wasn't even working on the fuck Tony Sneezy shit. I was working on, um, Clarvis mm-hmm. the World. So, so I, I, I told niggas in the studio, like, yo, I got this shit from Lil Tucker. Like, I'm thinking about, like, dropping this on this mm-hmm. tape. Not even the fuck, because fuck Tony Sweezy wasn't even mine mm-hmm. at the time. I'm not going to lie. Before I was thinking of fuck Tony Sweezy, my last tape, my, my last tape was going to be called Sweezy and Friends Volume 3, but I was mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm going to stretch it up, say that for 2021, because the second one was like so big for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should, like, I just got to be bigger than that, than the second one. But all I did was play this shit in the studio a bunch of times. Played it in Cali when I went to Cali. Nice. 
I just played it all over the place. I'm not gonna lie, that's it. That's nice. Like, um, okay. So you said that you went to Cali. And did you find any inspiration there? Nah, hell no. We just partying. <laughs> well, listen. Hey, listen. You enjoy yourself. How you enjoy yourself. Like, uh, let's see. What else? Um, now, how did you come up with each name? Or instead, uh, do you want to speak on we love Lamborghini, and how, like how was that? Uh, how was that piece for you? Well, we love Lamborghini. It's just like a tribute to like somebody I look up to. Like, mm-hmm. Yams is like somebody that put on his whole team. Like he was the big main source for all the ASAP niggas. Oh wow! That's what I want to be for all the source for all my niggas. Like I just want to be the main source, put my niggas on, and then live a good ass life. Basically, that's what I just tributed to him. That's good, and that's wise. And um, also, this leads me to ask, uh, who are your inspirations, and why? Uh, Yams, because you know, mm-hmm. for me, put on the whole team. Like, I was, I'm gonna do the same thing. Uh, Gene Basquiat, that nigga's like, that nigga's a weirdo, <laughs> but it's like in a good way, like because it's different. I don't, I don't know how to explain. Like he's mm-hmm. different. And then his the way his speech was like, I don't know. It's just intriguing. I don't know why, for some reason. And fucking um, at the time, well, Little Wayne, but I don't know about right now because of that Trump shit. But Little Wayne, yeah, that's good. That yeah, you know, like, uh, I guess like, I guess like now I feel like Lil Wayne has been like acting out. I guess like, but the thing is like a lot of it, it wasn't like what we didn't know but it was just like socially acceptable back then and so like now I guess like you know when he says certain things like I guess um for me my personal thing with him is is that he loves to degrade black women but uh also that thing that he did with Trump or whatever I don't know but yeah and he now he's too like it's like it's cool to be arrogant because back then we thought the shit he was saying was cool and now it's like nigga you like (laughs) Oh, that shit. And you talking about? You saw that interview? He talking about fucking. What he said? Some shit. He was like, "I'm a black rich man. I don't care about nothing but some shit about his bitches." Yeah, that's I'm the like, problem. Bro, you on, nigga, you on TV, nigga. You like forty talking about yeah, bitches, bro. Like, <laughs> like what, nigga? You too old for that? Bugging. Like, settle down. You know, have a wife or whatever the case is. Whatever you want to do, but it's like I guess he's still young at heart. But that's the problem, you know. Nah, once you get older, you gotta carry yourself yeah. a different way. You know, my son out here with like three dreads and shit, he bugging. Like, it's <laughs> no, oh my goodness. But you know, um, I also uh want to shed a little light on um, like social groups. Like you said, friends being a big thing for you, um, you know, or things that you value. So, how have you seen? Or, like, heard what they've said, like, to you as, like, a motivation for you to, like, you know, um, just pour your heart out into your creative projects. Well, my friends always told me to do some shit with music or I should mm-hmm. rap or, like, take 
music seriously because they always seem like a different side of me that I never mm-hmm. saw. Like every time they'll bring it up to me, I'll be like, nah, bro, that's it, corny. I don't want mm-hmm. to be no rapper, like do no shit in music. Like I'm trying to like make a living for myself. Like I'm a grown ass mm-hmm. man. I want to do different shit. You hear me? But then as, as I was started taking up the course and shit, I started doing my thing. They started like just saying, oh, bro, I really see it in you. Like you're really going to be like the next big thing. Like I see you doing your thing. Just keep grinding. That shit is, this is an eye opener to me. That's good. That's good. And, you know, like, it's it's always good to have, like, people that kind of, like, notice things that, you know, we might not. Because the thing is, like, I feel like the, like, life comes around full circle, you know? And mm-hmm. if someone spots some. Keep like pushing at it and pushing at it like one day you know like we find ourselves ending up in that position and because you know like we took like a chance on like you know faith and you know just like saying you know what all right I agree let me see where this can go like you know it might lead us like down a path that you know like we never thought like we go and actually be happy and successful there you know so like were you glad that you took their advice and just like you know seeing it for yourself and and how do you feel in this position feels good like i can really i honestly from my my point of view i saw myself like really doing this shit when i put out the certain two projects i put up earlier like i really saw myself like doing what i could do and then the sessions and shit with the co-op shit like i really when the first session and the first, the second one, like, I really was like, yo, these people are dead ass here for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I met, like, at the time, like, imagine if COVID did not exist. It would have been so many more. having sessions like that. And I could have did concerts and shit. I was telling myself, if I could feel, if I could fucking, it's basically selling out a studio and I still have more people coming. If I could sell out and have a fucking studio full of fucking mm-hmm. people, just imagine what I could do at a show. Exactly. And it's, it's really just like, you know, once you do, once you do it, and then you see like what you can gain from it, you you're surprised. Like it, it shocks you, and then it just fuels you to do like way more than you've done before. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like every step you take is definitely like an experience, and like each moment like shocks you more than another and you know like I also feel like throughout experiences like these like when you just take a chance on faith you like learn a lot more about yourself you know nah, that is. yeah like it's one of those things like it's it's really just an eye-opener and like life like hands you things and so like once you take that chance like that's I feel like that's where your blessings are like once you like just say okay you know what screw it like let me just see right and then you just find yourself Mm -hmm. there and you just find yourself as a whole new person like a better person a person that you know like is putting their foot through doors you know like just because you know they're just trusting like you know the good people around them and also like their own instincts well, but you gotta watch out for shit like that. Like a lot of people don't know how to handle like back to like blessings and shit. Mm-hmm. Like 
people get so many blessings at one point, at like one time. A lot of people don't know how to. Mm-hmm. Or they put they open so many doors and shit that they don't know how to close them, but they put themselves into situations they can't. Yeah, handle. and I, I agree. So it's like, like how would you feel like is best to handle blessings, like, like uh because you know you don't want to get too overworked by like you know all things coming at one time. So how would you feel is best to like maneuver through them? Uh, I say it's always good to embrace a blessing and be celebrating all that. But you always got to keep the ethic in your mm-hmm. mind. Like you getting blessed this because you did X Y Z. So continue to do X Y Z so you can keep getting the blessings that mm-hmm. you want. And I feel like that's very well said. You know, just acknowledging them, but also keeping in mind that you know, like if you just sit on your ass, then it's basically like a wish. You know, it's just like a, a wish that goes like into the air. You know. Um, uh-huh. and you don't want that, like, especially like within, um, like creative endeavors that requires a lot of earthly work. Like you have to like, really just make sure like it, you're not just like idle, like you have to get up, you have to like move and you have to actually like take action. And, you know, like a lot of people, like you said, like they kind of like allow the work to sometimes go unnoticed. So about work work ethic, like what is some advice for those that sometimes feel stagnant? Like how do you feel? Oh, lazy, lazy ass niggas. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't don't let nobody tell you that you can't do something. Like if you feel like you could do XYZ to do mm-hmm. it. And it's always, like, back to, like, what you said, consistency mm-hmm. is key. Consistency is key. Like, you got to, like, be consistent. You're not supposed to do... That's like fucking saying you're going to take a shit and wipe your ass <laughs> one day, and then the next day you take a shit and you're going to wipe your ass. Like, that's not true. Hurt. That is true. Yeah. You just got to be consistent. Just do your thing. Always work hard, because at the end of the day, it's going to pay off. Definitely. That is true. And lastly... Uh, you know, is there anything that you want to add or want to say to those that's listening to you? Uh, man, I'm here, man. 2021, man, I got I got too much shit for y'all niggas, man. That's about it. I'm not gonna lie. I ain't shot nobody out and shit, man. I do that shit too much. Niggas already know I love them and shit. Period. There we go. And this was a great talk. I'm glad to have you. I'm pleasure to be here. I'm not gonna lie. Well, thank you so much, Tony, and I'll talk to you later. All right, bye.